Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. Well, it was my uncle at one time. Him and my aunt got divorced. But my uncle uh, was a ranch manager down in South Texas on a pretty big spread. And... Um, He was feeling froggy one day, and instead of riding his good horse, they had a couple of colts, and he decided to get on a colt. As some of y'all older gentlemen, not me, y'all older gentlemen, you know, do sometimes. You start feeling your oats a little bit. So you go saddle up the colt, cinch it up, go work some cows. Well, as cattle work usually goes, one broke off from the rest of them and was running down a fence line, and Mike was closest, so... He took a good angle, like a free safety in the NFL, to go cut this cow off. Well, when you've got a pretty steep angle and you're running like this, just like a a running back will do, sometimes that cow will you and keep going the same direction. You've got to switch directions pretty quick. Well, that's what happened to Mike. Right as he got to the fence, that cow ducked in behind him, and he just turned that horse his good horse. He was not on his good horse. He was on a colt. And this colt took offense to Mike's request to change directions on the drop of a dime and bucked him off. Wadded him up right in to a H-brace. They went and caught his horse. He got up. And like cowboys always do after they get bucked off, after you spit all the dirt out, you start doing the assessments, right? See if everything's pointing the right way. Everything was, but everything hurt. Well, he got back on, and they finished the drive. They finished the gathering. They moved the cows. And uh, he's feeling pretty poorly. He's feeling pretty poorly. So he went home that night, took him some aspirin, probably some other stuff, and got up the next morning, and he felt worse. He felt worse. So he hobbles into the bunkhouse where they had breakfast with the cowboys every morning. And the cowboys said, How you doing, Mikey? They were all from Mexico. He said, man, I don't feel very good. He said, man, I, you know, I don't think anything's broken, but man, where I hit that H-brace, I I feel pretty bad. And they said, oh, you need to go see Pedro. He said, what? He goes, oh, yeah, Pedro in town, man. He fixed you up real good. He's like, whatever. He went about his day. Two days later, he still ain't feeling very good. So he goes back to the hands. He said, who's this Pedro guy? He's from Mexico, man. The dude is is amazing. You need to go see him. He's like, well, I'm willing to try anything at this point, so where do I find him? And they gave him the address, and he took off to town. Drove into this little trailer park, found the trailer, walked up to it. It was really small. And he knocks on the door. And the door opens about this wide. And a little old man looks out and says, see? He goes, you Pedro? See, I'm kind of hurt. Can you help me? See? He said, how much is it going to cost? $25. He said, I nearly just turned around and walked out. But I was already there. So he walked in, and he said, what would I do? Pedro tells him, get on the floor. He said, just right there? He said, yeah, right there. He said, on my stomach or on my back? I don't care. So he lays down. And the first thing this guy does 
is hand him a rock. He says, what am I supposed to do with this? He said, you put it in your mouth. He's like, are you serious? See, see. He said, nobody else was around, you know, so I put it in my mouth. He said, this dude started doing some yoga, tai chi, kung fu all over me. He said, man, I was hurting sad, and I was just nearly fixing to tell him to quit. And I just kept telling myself, just relax, relax, relax. And he said, when I started relaxing, he said, I actually kind of started feeling better with the stuff he was doing. It was kind of a cross. He said it was a cross between a massage therapist, a physical therapist, a grizzly bear attack, and a one-car rollover. Right? And then he got to the ribs. And he said, you still got that rock in your mouth? He said, yeah. He's about that on it. He said, then he inserted my left elbow into my left ear. And he said, it sounded like a tin can crushing. He said, okay, give me my $25. You're done. It's about an hour. He said, I got up. He said, I didn't hurt anywhere anymore. He said, Pedro was pretty good. Pedro was pretty good. So he goes back to the ranch. And he tells those guys, he said, man, y'all were right. He said, we told you, man. We told you. He said, Pedro was pretty good. But he wasn't just fine that day or the next day. Two weeks later, he feels like he's 20 years old. Guess what he does? Like all of us do. He gets on the colt. And he's like, I got you this time, buddy. I'm feeling great. Feeling 20 years old. He gets out there in the water lot, turns him in a couple of circles, horse bucks him off into a trough. He hit shoulder first into a cement water trough, cemented into the ground. He didn't even catch his horse. He walked out of the pens, got in his truck, went to Pedro. <laughs> he goes up to Pedro, knocks on the door. The door opens about this wide. And somebody says, see? He said, hey, Pedro, you remember me? See? He said, man, uh, I went off and did something, Pedro. See? He said, I got back on that horse and it bugged me off. He said, but... You know, I, I don't want to hear it. I know that that was stupid. And then Pedro said something. He said, Mr. Mike, I'm here to make you better, not point out your stupidity. That's what we're going to do today. I'm not here to point out y'all's stupidity because we've all been stupid, right? We all make boneheaded decisions all the time. But instead of pointing out our faults, Maybe we can point out something where we can get just a little bit better. And I read something the other day, and it just kind of sparked my, my wonderful imagination. And it kind of stuck with me, and I'd like to pass that along to y'all. This is a beginner's guide to a better you. The first thing that we have to do to be a better us, and these are really, really deep philosophical, theological points. The first thing that we have to do is eat half as much as we do. Eat half as much. Eat half. See, this isn't really about food. What it means is we don't need as much stuff as we think we do. We don't need as much stuff as we think we do. As a matter of fact, you don't need as much food as you think you need. You do need better food than you think you need. 
But we don't have to fill our guts to overflowing every single time we sit down at a meal and eat a whole two boxes of Eggo waffles. Okay? I know it's tempting. I know it's tempting. But we don't need as much as we think we do. You know, I mean, honestly, do we need as many clothes as we think we do? The women just shook their heads yes, the men just shook their head no. It was amazing. But think about it. I mean, we've got all of these clothes. All of these clothes. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday, and they said, have you ever noticed how you pack 20 outfits and you go on vacation, you wear three of them? Case in point. We don't need as, as much food as we think we do. We don't need as much stuff or clothes as we think we do. Now listen, we're going to have fun today. I'm going to have fun. I don't know what you're going to have. Okay? But there's going to be some hard points in here. And, you know, some of it may step on some toes. And my point is not to offend, but to awaken. Kind of like this next point. Ladies, you don't need as much stuff off of Amazon as you think you do. Okay? I know it's tempting. You get on there, order, prime shipping. I get it. I get it, man. Feels good, man. You're watching for that UPS driver every single day. You're his best friend. He knows your shopping habits. You put it on just, you know, repeat where it just orders it by itself. I get it. We don't need as much as we think we do. We don't need as much as we think we do. I mean, do we really need how much? Uh, is it just in the South that you have a junk drawer or is that up here too? It's weird because, you know, anytime you look for something in the South, in Texas, somebody always says, well, go look in the junk drawer. I think that's where it's at. I told somebody else that from the north one time, and they didn't know what I was talking about. I felt sorry for them. They didn't have a junk drawer. But we got junk closets. We just don't need as much as we think we do. We think that stuff is going to make us happy. More clothes are going to make us happy. If we, you know, eat all this food, it's going to make us happy. And, And really, it doesn't, guys. It doesn't. It doesn't make us happy. It doesn't fulfill us. And in Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 and 20, Jesus is talking about this. And in the simplified cowboy version, it says, a bunch of saddles and trading spurs here on earth so that people will think highly of you. The saddles will eventually rot and the spurs will rust. And that's if someone doesn't break in and steal. Shoot for the great things of heaven where there is no rot and no thieves that can break in. Whatever you long for the most, It's where your heart really is. What do you long for? Because we don't need half as much as we think we do until it comes to God. And we need a lot more of Him. So the first step, a beginner's guide to a better you, is to eat half. Eat half. The next one, if you thought the first one was difficult, The next one is to work out double. Work out double. Right, Grady. Grady's working out with us now. He's died three times. Now, do I really mean go to the gym twice as much? No, that's not really what I mean. What I mean by work out double, take care of yourself, guys. Seriously. Take care of yourself. Kind of goes right along with eat half. Take care of yourselves. And there's three areas that we need to take care of ourselves in. 
We need to take care of ourselves physically. We need to watch what we eat. This is all common sense stuff. Wherever you're at, whatever level of health physically you are, double it. I mean, it, you know, if you, can, if you can walk pretty well, you know, from here to the wall, you know, do that twice. If you can run a mile, go for two. If you can run for 10 miles, go for 20. Double whatever you're doing. Double whatever you're doing. And, th and that's easy in the beginning because I don't do cardio. Cardio is chasing my horses. But I've got somebody that's been pushing me to do some cardio. I've prayed for them every day, not to hate them. But I did cardio the other day. I did cardio. I walked on a treadmill at four dollars an hour for one quarter of a mile. <laughs> I did pretty good. I did pretty good. I did pretty good. But you know, you gotta start somewhere. You gotta start somewhere. Wherever you're at physically, do double of that. Take care of yourselves, guys, but not just physically, emotionally as well. Emotionally as well. Because I, I, I think that we don't take care of ourselves emotionally a lot of times because we live in a culture now where being offended makes you right. We live in a culture where everything is governed by knee-jerk reactions and emotionalism. Listen, emotions are real, but they are not real reliable. Okay? They are not an accurate representation of the truth. Yes, I know how they feel. It doesn't matter if you're happy or sad or whatever. I mean, yeah, they're real, but they're not an accurate indication of the truth. We got to work on being not only physically strong, but emotionally strong. We also need to be spiritually strong. We also need to be spiritually strong. This is our gut check. Because you know what? Out of physically, emotionally, and spiritually, you may be good at one of them. You might be good at two of them. But I think there's very few people that are really strong in all three. So what does that tell us? That tells us that we've all got something to work on. But our spiritual health is our gut check. And you know, the other day I was talking to John Lacey, one of my spiritual mentors, and he sent me something that said something along the lines of, you know, your, your head will lead you astray, your heart will uh, something deny you or something like that, but it's usually right. And I made a point to tell him, I said, you know, John, this is kind of silly, but everybody thinks the Holy Spirit lives in their heart. And I said, I've always thought the Holy Spirit lived in your gut. And he started laughing. He goes, I don't remember much from seminary. But I do remember one thing. And I said, what is it? And he said, go read the King James Version of Philippians 2, 1 and 2. Let me read it to you. If there be therefore... <laughs> Sounds like King James, doesn't it? We're already lost. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. 
you read that? If any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels. Not vowels, not by an apat, bowels with a B. Why would the Bible say that? You know, most modern translations, you know what your Bible probably says? Tenderhearted. But that's not what the King James Version says. Something deeper than that. Because I think the Holy Spirit does reside in it does reside in our guts. Because our mind is intellectual. We'll, we want facts and figures and balances and, you know, all of this. And our heart, man, don't even get me started on our heart. Yeah, I'm in love. I hate you. <laughs> Who knows, right? But our gut, I think, I think the Holy Spirit speaks to us through our gut. Because there's no intellectualism in your gut feeling. And it doesn't matter about your emotions. It's your gut feeling is the truth. Beginner's guide to being a better you. Eat half. Work out double. Take care of yourself. And the next one, laugh, triple. Laugh, triple. We need to learn to laugh at ourselves. If you would like a great illustration of that, if you'd like to learn to laugh, come work cattle with us. Because <laughs> if you can't laugh at yourself, somebody will laugh at you. And it's a lot easier to laugh at yourself. Yes, we are equal opportunists. We are equal opportunists. Doesn't matter if you're male or female. We're going to take care of you. Laugh triple. Can two things be, can two different things be the same? It's kind of a deep question. Can two different things be the same? What do I mean by that? I think that my greatest strength, not my best talent, but my greatest, is that I care about people. I care about people. You know what my biggest weakness is? That I care about people. How can two different things be the same? Right? How about this one? When in the mornings, no one wakes you up. And at night, no one is waiting for you. And when you get to do whatever you want, what do you call that? Is it freedom or loneliness? Right? Can two things, two opposite things be the same? I think they can. I think they can. Because see, life is both a tragedy and a comedy. Life is both a tragedy and a comedy at the exact same time. You can either learn to laugh at it, you will be a victim of it. You get to decide. You get to decide. Life is both a comedy and a tragedy, and the outcome of that is whichever you choose. And by not choosing one, one will be chosen for you, and it's not the good one. No choice is still a choice. Learn to laugh. It's not my words. It's God's. Because in Proverbs 17, 22, a cheerful heart is good medicine. A cheerful heart is good medicine. A beginner's guide to a better you. Maybe what, not what you thought you were going to get whenever you came in here today. But I think that it's important for us 
to grow with each other in our communities, in our families, in our work. And we can do that by eating half. We don't need as much as we think we do. We can do that by working out double. Take care of ourselves. We can do that by laughing triple. And the last one, love without measure. Love without measure. If you want to be a better version of you, love without measure. Eat half, work out double, laugh triple, and love without measure. See, love is actually a reflection of who you are, not what the other person has done. Love is a measure of who you are, not what the other person has done. A lot of times I see stuff that says, it's real simple. I'm a big tough guy, and I'll respect you if you respect me. Hogwash. Hogwash. I'm going to respect you, and I'm going to love you, because that's what God gave me. So I'm going to pass it along. And God loves me despite the things I do. And I'm going to love you, despite the things you do, because that's who I want to be. And you'll be amazed that if you love without measure, that you're able to laugh triple. You're able to work out double. And you are able to eat half. It's amazing how all of these things coincide. See, anyone can love those that love them back. But true love can do so regardless. When in doubt, and you will be in doubt, when in doubt, love anyways. When in doubt, love anyways. Is it anyway or anyways? It's both. First Corinthians 13, 13. In the end, these three things will remain. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Love without measure. Laugh triple. Work out double. Eat half. A beginner's guide to a better you. I'm not sure the time frame. But the ranch owner had to go out of town. And his 13-year-old young adult son wanted to stay at the ranch, be a cowboy. He was kind of handy. So the dad said, okay, you can stay here. So he goes to Mike, being the ranch manager, and he says, my son wants to become a man. We're going to go out of town. He's going to stay here, and you take care of him. You got it, boss. No problem. A couple of days goes by. And it's sale day. So Mike goes and tells his son, he's like, let's go. We're going to go to the sale. Mike, I don't want to go to the sale. I want to move cows. He's like, no, come on and go with me. He's like, come on, man. That's why I stayed here. All right. Ride your good horse. So he goes and tells the cowboys, hey, man, boss's kid can go with you. No problem, no problem. So Mike goes to the sale. He's sitting at the cow sale two hours away. And the auctioneer is, hey, 
Mike McMurray, you have a phone call. Mike McMurray, you have a phone call. Please go to the office. Hmm. This is back before cell phones, <laughs> right? Couldn't text nobody. You had to call. Somebody came in the office the other day and asked for a phone book, and the girl didn't know what it was. <laughs> anyway, he goes to the office. Hello? Hey, Mikey. What's up? Hey, man. The horse fell with that kid and broke his leg. He's like, what? He said, yeah, he's going by that tank that you got bucked off by, and the horse slipped on the concrete, fell right on the edge of it, and it broke his leg. He said, well, what did you do? He said, we took him to Pedro. <laughs> he said, what? He said, yeah, Pedro's, Pedro's pretty good. Pedro's pretty good. He said, you, he wasn't, he didn't have a rib out of place. He wasn't sore. His leg was broke. He said, oh, it broke real bad. He said, you go get that kid and you take him to the emergency room. Okay, Mike. So you call me when you get to the emergency room. Okay. About 45 minutes goes by. Phone rings. Cal cell. Mike, it's for you. What did they say? Are you there? Yeah, we're here at the emergency room. He said, what did they tell you? They told us to go home. He said, why did they tell you that? They said, bro, it was pretty good. True story. True story. Listen. Here's the hope in that after today that you just won't be pretty good, but that you'll be better by eating half, working out double, laughing triple, and loving without measure.